I love that ad. I love that ad. I love that ad. Welcome to another episode of I Love That Ad. A very special episode today because we have the Honourable uh, Carl Kavanagh, the Group Agency Manager of the Sunday Times and the, and the Sun. Carl, how are you doing? Great, thanks lads. How are you? We're all good, we're all good. Yeah, Better now really that good. you're on the podcast. Uh, oh, thank good you. to have you here. Good Long to have time you here. listener, first time caller, I believe. <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah. I enjoy the show, so uh, hopefully this episode is uh, half as good as some of your ones, so we'll see. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, now the pressure's on yourself there for that. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. Uh, just before we get into it, Carl, if if you wouldn't mind just removing the Dublin flag just behind your shoulder, just for our viewers, so that they don't have to put up with that for the <laughs> never, never. That's a that's a mainstay here. Has to stay. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, just, I can just apologise to anyone who's listening or watching this ad uh, in particular. That, Aaron, that, that Aaron, you, have to put up you support that. Mayo. Shut up, Aaron. You're grand. That, that's right. why. Go that's on. why. That's Go why. Um, <laughs> Carl, how how are you doing in 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 terms of? You watch this ad, uh, this this podcast a good few times. You've seen the types of ads we put on. As uh, someone who's a who's a, a long-standing figure in the Irish advertising industry, what's your thoughts on, on on the ads in terms of are they the type of creative that you like to see yourself, or or th- that you're starting to see in the industry a bit more? Yeah, well, obviously, I'm on borderline twenty years print advertising now, so. Um, I have included a print ad I had to represent today and have one print ad out of the three. Um, and yeah, I think I think the print advertising, uh, look, it, I love print advertising. It can be it can be shocking. It can be uh, really clever. It can be funny. Some of the ads are sort of beautiful, obviously, to look at. Um, and you have you've had a couple of print editions, I know, that you've been chatting about. But overall, yeah, you have a real mix of, of ads, usually the TV ones, which are span from the sort of two-minute epic uh, ads to the sort of shorter and often funnier ones. So, I mean, we've been watching, in terms of TV over the last year, there has been a huge shift in what ads are like because they're all, so many of them are pandemic-related. Yeah. Uh, and some of them I really enjoy and some of them probably missed the mark a bit. I don't know what you, how you guys I, feel I, about that. I'm really looking forward to not seeing any Zoom on TV ads again. Yeah. yeah, quite, yeah. So, unless it's an ad for Zoom. <laughs> that, <that's, laughs> that, other than that, I was like, let's get that shit out of here. I'm done with this now. Um, no, it's been an interesting, like, especially there, was it, was it last summer in particular when it was in the height of it? There was a lot of creative had come out that was just very pandemic-y. And it was all yeah. very similar. And everyone's trying to do their best, God bless them. But it just, it was wallpaper after a good while, you know what I mean? So the Christmas and, ads were tough. It's just meeting granddad again and all this over and yeah. over. I, I, I saw the episode with Fiona on and a, a brilliant ad was the new Wrigley's one with the Celine mm. Dion. Yeah. And I love that angle of everyone coming out and scoring yeah. each other randomly in the, yeah. in the, in the so uh, those sort of ones are cool but yeah the, the meeting granddad one again i think we're, we're hopefully past that now so please yeah. god please yeah god. exactly and, and are you finding that there is a a confidence and momentum coming back in in the irish ad game at the minute yeah i really am you know i think john to march just gone was the hardest of all the time we've been off um but we've been lucky that retail sort of the bookmakers and the government ads kept us going and now mm seven weeks sort of from whenever we opened up properly i think it was around the start of june um a huge lift back into mo- it's great to see motors ads again uh, the drinks brands are coming back and then for the, the other um sections we look after like travel and property recruitment this sort of stuff is all coming back and it's just been great to see that again to see the, pe- the paper full again particularly on a sunday with the yeah. sunday time so yeah we're feeling uh 
we're feeling very confident really? and hopeful of uh, the next well it's hard to predict further than six months <laughs> say, the next six months anyway yeah. Uh, well, it's great to see that that those industries come and the categories coming back, and it's, it's yeah, kind of reflective of, of of society opening up and 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 even the possibility of thinking about travel, or the, yeah. the that that you can go on holidays and and, and these these other long term, not more frivolous, but when you're not in a pandemic, you can actually start thinking about them and ex- and experiencing them. So it's it's a good indicator uh, of of where we're going, and hopefully we continue. Um, we have loads of ads uh, to get through today so yeah. without further ado do you mind bringing us through what your theme of today is and, and kind of why you picked it yeah I, I eventually um ended up with the theme of i went through down a few rabbit holes um coming up with the team but i ended up on emotion because i'm an emotional man you know so uh, yeah <laughs> i've got on the sleeve yeah, I've gone for two ads that would give you what I'd call the sort of shiver factor. I think they give you the sort of shiver down the spine in the traditional emotional sense. And then the last one is probably one that makes you feel happy, but there's a huge nostalgia with me on that. I, I think I got to the emotion stage because I, the fir- I thought I thought what sporting event is coming up, the Olympics, and that mm. just brought me straight to our first ad. Mm. And uh, that one then, it was quite, it's quite, I feel it's an emotive ad. So then I stuck with, with, the, with the emotional team. Um, so yeah, we're, we're gonna go with emotion. They're all sports related, but that's probably just because I love sports. And uh, yeah, it's, it would make sense that I'd love those ads. So that wasn't planned, but it's worth it. <laughs> right. So so just a warning to everyone: get the Kleenex at the ready if you're if you're about to watch. Uh, I think so maybe uh, maybe it'll just be me, you know. But yeah. <laughs> brilliant. So uh, that's great. Can we kick into our first one? And can you introduce the first ad and uh, a small bit about it before we watch it? Yeah, the first ad is a PNG ad for the 2012 um, Olympics. Uh, I think it was the first global corporate campaign that they launched simultaneously around the world. Mm-hmm. Um, it was made by uh, Whedon and Kennedy, and it's uh, it's called Thank You Mom. It's the Thank You Mom campaign. Brilliant, brilliant. We'll, we'll have a quick watch here now and then come back and uh, chat about it.
proud sponsor of Moms. Wow. Yeah, that was really nice. It's a really nice piece of creative. Yeah, you, how are you holding yeah, up right. there, Carl? Oh, yeah, it's... it's, it's uh... Listen, it brought me back. I suppose there was a, from a personal point of view, I had a, my daughter in 2012, so she's nine now, and yeah. I really related to that ad, even though it's very specifically about mums. I think it's one of those ads that's a bit of a trick where everyone can relate to it. Do you know what mm. I mean? So I had just had her, so I'm looking at it thinking, uh, well, I'm, I'll aspire to have my daughter doing sports and helping her. And I, I was probably at the time thinking of my wife slightly different now she was a mum. And then, of course, after having a kid, I definitely thought of my own ma a lot differently. Yeah, thinking yeah. of all the stuff she did. It was back in a time where the mums weren't coaching and stuff, but they were doing everything else around mm. uh, getting all the gear ready. But also, you'd always come back to your mum, win, lose, or draw on a match. We were a house of three lads. So I was in a stage of my life actually appreciating my ma. <laughs> yeah. And uh, this ad, I was like, this ad is just for me. And I think it's one of those tricks where I nearly call it like the tarot card or the um, star sign where you, you read it and you go, this is for me. But you're this ad could be for everybody. It could be yeah, a teenager yeah. thinking of their mother. It could be someone older. It could be someone who lost a parent. There was a few mm. comments below the ad really about people who had lost a parent. So wow. I think that's quite sort of genius how they did that. So yeah, that's the personal side of it. I, I think uh, that's how it hit me. Uh, yeah, I think it's really nice. And it's like I've played a lot of sports growing up. Like it, it's just, you kind of see, oh, loads of other people go through this as well, and mother, mothers in general do this job, which is the term they use in it. Um, yeah. I always think it was that, was it the um, board gosh, under, is it the under 20s? With The one that got it from me in that ad is the clean film dinner after yeah. training midweek, and that's the one, a similar electric, type of thing. You're watching Ireland, it, you're like, that's my yeah. entire... <laughs> electric yeah. Ireland, that's it, sorry. Not board gosh. The minor but uh, this is very similar. It's that type of thing. You watch it, and you're like, yep. Yeah, I've been there. I know exactly it. Whereas it could be a Chinese person, a British person, a Brazilian person. And I suppose that's what the Olympics is. It's, it's sport yeah. bringing everyone together. And not only is it bringing athletes together, it's showing the parallels between all their mothers and their upbringings and their family. And that mothers are at the heart of all this, regardless of where you're from in the world, which is, which is just, it's awesome. It's a love, it's a lovely little film. Generally. Yeah, I love the synergy, as you said, of them all doing the same thing, but it's different. So yeah. one place you're getting the tube, one place you're driving, one place whatever else you're, but they're, they're doing the same yeah. sort of part of the journey, but in different parts of the world. Like I think it's really cool how quickly the ad goes global. The mm. subtitle right at the start, you can see different cultures, different environments. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the breakfast is a fry up and then dumplings. Yeah. And you're like, this is, it just, it's, it went worldwide really quickly, the ad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Rio de Janeiro to Tokyo, whatever it was. So I looked at part of it as well. The 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 piece that really got me in terms of the plucked at the the particular heartstring was when the the swimmer when she was clearly won or being successful and she was waving at the camera because her mom yeah. couldn't be there uh, and was at a, at a distance. Whether that's a metaphor or or not, but it's that that separation even after all that hard work and dedication that she couldn't be there to share in it like the rest of them were in the in the stadium. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I found that quite a, quite quite emotive, and when you have a tr a track from Ludovico and any Audi in the background, yeah, that's when ask, yeah. that's yeah, when his good, good pronunciation. I was yeah. listening to that and I, and then I found a six minute version of him playing that song, sort of with you know, a piano and a, an acoustic guitar. On the, it's really powerful on its own. That song, like, yeah. You know, mm. the imagery added to it. It's an amazing piece of music. So, and it was around that time when it, when it, when his when that was used on that ad. His catalogue exploded then on a load of ads. Really? He had Igiorni going on different ads and it really kind of put him as 
up there as, as, as one of the composers that is now used commercially where his body of work is just beautiful by itself but when you marry it with well scripted and well produced stories like that it just the two of them are a match made in heaven uh, yeah. quick question lads right so I don't know if this is an age thing <laughs> where is this right. going <laughs> <laughs> I could just no, see no, no, no. up there did every was from an Olympics and advertising point of view right Beijing obviously was crazy as a spectacle and that had the huge opening ceremony and the Chinese showed what the Chinese do. You'd Usain Bolt coming through. You had Phelps coming through. Then in preparation of 2012, I feel like from an advertising point of view, 2012 was just on point across the board from everyone. It was like all the sponsors, everyone went, hold on a minute. The Olympics is crazy and people are really into it. We have these huge stars like Phelps and Bolt coming through, setting crazy records, like personalities. And I think just so people so put so many because the amount of times like I've ended up in conversations about the stuff around the 2012 Olympics. Um, mm. And I was just wondering, I don't remember. I remember the 2008 Olympics, but I don't remember like anything as great as what happened like 2012 and beyond. Now, I don't know if that's from a production point of view with stuff becoming more manageable around DSLR digital filmmaking and stuff like that and the red getting better in 2012 it was more accessible to shoot higher quality but i don't know i just feel like it was like 2012 it just went boom um, yeah i don't know what your thoughts are on it i i i, I agree it was I, I was as if the opening olympics uh ceremony of beijing took everyone yeah. by surprise mm. and then that turned out to be a really interesting event and then the fact that 2012 which might be influenced in this exact conversation was in London that it was mm. accessible from a physical standpoint as well as you're sharing a lot of media with with the UK so you're seeing a lot more Team GB were put you know they went full mm. full uh, effort on it so you, you weren't it was it was hard not to be exposed to it uh, and the fact like when when uh, the boxing was on and it turned it like any Irish fight sounded like it was in Ireland. There was that m many mm. Irish over there. So that kind of, I think helped contribute to it. But, uh, I do think that the brands kind of put the, put a bit more yeah. of a shoulder to the wheel it, in, in an obvious sense. Cause too. I think with the craziness of the opening ceremony, cause what was it? 2004 was an Athens. anniversary. Was it not the hundred year in Athens? Was it something That's like right, that yeah. of the modern Olympics? Then you had Sydney in 2000, the year before, which was Thorpe being really good at swimming. Then you had 2004. Nah, then 2008 was fucking crazy in Beijing. And then I think there was just prep of everyone being, let's see, because they got Danny Boyle to the opening ceremony in 2012. Yeah. Do you remember that? With I Bond? was there, guys. I was there. Ah, oh, yeah. Nice. There you go. There you go. That was the good old days of perks, eh? Um, <laughs> yeah. We were there. It was, it was unbelievable. And I was about to add to, not just around advertising, I think London was like, London 2012 was like a peak for London. Yeah. They, you know, I've even heard a reference recently after the sort of messing at the end of the Euros there that they'll never, just the buzz around London for those two days we were there, it, London really sold itself unbelievably. Like the opening show from Danny Baker was like a history of London, a spectacular yeah, yeah, yeah. throughout the, the centuries. Um, and there was this a real cool um, and positive feeling around London. And I think their athletes had actually been training. There was a 10-year program all based for 2012 and yeah. they were flying it with Mo Farah and all of them were absolutely they had gold medals everywhere so Second i think team. london as a whole nearly peaked for that 2012. i was living in england over around that time and yeah it was crazy like they were doing stuff i mean my, my wife was teaching over there before i even moved over and they were like recruiting kids based on like 
height and weight being yeah, like yeah, if you're yeah. if you're a woman and you're over six foot we'll pay you to be a rower and it's like we'll just train you you've got three years of training you'll make and look one one there is one story on team gb which she only was rowing two years but she was six foot one and she won a gold medal and it was like that's what they were doing it was just that kind of like yep yeah, we'll take our athletes take them take them take them we need to have a good show in here but no yeah it was crazy and that's that's um that was a sidebar but uh i just think yeah advertising we just referenced that 2012 so much i just yeah. think it was really people started to put the shoulder behind the wheel as to interest i think from a brand's point of view and what they could do and the type of stories mm-hmm. they could share i guess you know like stories like this it's not yeah. about an athlete really montagey it's it's about the people behind the athlete you know that's it's really cool it's a great example funny. really just emotive really just, emotive. just on and that. no real brand um no real nod to the brand or the product yeah. at all you know what i mean so yeah. is a nice uh yeah exactly nice and this this ad actually was uh, uh, it was mentioned in our last week's uh, episode of, of yeah. Olympic ads, but it was an honourable mention. Didn't make the cut, so it's great to actually uh, get to explore properties. So that's a brilliant first choice, Carl. Fair play mm-hmm. on that one. Um, okay, so so can you uh, tee us up for for our next piece? Yeah, the second one was my print ad, which um, I sort of had my first two ads, and I had, agreed, I had said I'm going to stick with the emo- emotion uh, mm-hmm. team. And I found it quite difficult to get an emotional uh, print ad. As I said, you can get a shocking one, particularly like a charitable ad. You can get a beautiful ad for a car brand or a drinks brand. But I, it took me a while to think of an emotional one that would give you that shiver for um, print. And an ad came on for the British Lions tour, I think it was. And this ad came straight into my head then. It's the um, it's a tribute to Joan Alomu, which was on the front of the examiner, Irish examiner in uh, 2015. We, we could argue whether it's, an ad or not, I'd very much fall on the side that 100% it is. Uh, there's no product involved, but um, it was done by Chemistry in, in Ireland. And Emma Rice was the creative director and the art director, Hugh O'Connor. Um, and yeah, th- this is a John Alomu tribute. Brilliant. We just bring it up on screen. We'll pop it now. up on screen there. Yeah. That's, uh, I remember when that came out, that's, it's, it's an unbelievably powerful image. It's just so strong. You know what I mean? It's like, it was such a shock when, when he like i remember being playing rugby when he was at his height and like he'd be the only person you'd be watching every every weekend and you'd be watching him running over the type of mike cat i remember i had the vhs of lamu which is the documentary about him i used to watch like every single weekend and the stories about his illness and stuff like that and the only reason he ended up being a winger and not a wing forward was because of actually his illness he didn't have the stamina to play in the forwards so they just stuck him out on the wing yeah, and yeah. then he ended up just being a, such a dominant and it's, it's crazy to think that that's what actually ended up ending his life as well yeah. as making him such a such a huge um huge star but i remember just seeing that piece of creative and just being that's perfect you know one of those pieces you're just like jesus yeah. christ that's and so I, I thought to myself which is an idea when i'm on a podcast talking about ads i actually thought to myself this ad speaks for itself like <laughs> it's, nothing needs to be said on the emotional or, or how it makes you feel i think if, if 10 people looked at this ad for the first time together mm. you just walk off and have a little moment you yeah, might even yeah. feel right discussing how it makes you feel because it's he was super you know my kids were beside me looking at this and we ended up looking up we're not a rugby we're more gaa soccer football mm. house and we watched the video of some of his tries and my kids were like is he is he a giant like is he he's a superhuman person like you know and that adds to the tragedy he was some superhero style once yeah. off person for strength speed and even his personality came across like that a bit so yeah this ad uh, i think it does, it does literally speak for itself which is, is rare yeah and i just yeah. love 
like he was he was such a strong representation for the New Zealand people and the fern is such a prevalent symbol over there and to have it fall like a teardrop because that it crushed it crushed yeah. them. you know what I mean no. and it's like because um, yeah. he was there at the opening ceremony of it was that the 2011 World Rugby World Cup was in New Zealand and he was there at the opening ceremony with a ball and he put on an awful lot of weight and everyone was concerned about his health and stuff like that but it was mm. all concern everyone was just so worried about him because he was this icon and they loved him so much and he was so young and it's just the creative is just yeah i remember i saw it and i was like this is just fucking perfect yeah, <laughs> like, it, it made me, i ended up looking up the fern and its meaning and stuff like mm-hmm. this like the mary i think the mary meaning of it was a strength stubborn resistance and enduring power yeah. that's like joan alone you know yeah. and for that to be broken um was unbelievable and then the other angle here which i found phenomenal like was the impact this ad had okay so his children wore this t-shirt mm. at the funeral wow. as did others and then at the time new zealand were having a referendum on their flag and the then prime minister john key i think it was he referenced this ad as a reason to change their flag wow. like he literally said uh, what did he say it was amazing amazingly powerful and he said, that's what New Zealand was. And where was our flag here? Nowhere. As in, no one thinks of us of, of this sort of, it's like a, it's a bit like the, you know, the New Zealand flag has the, um, it's a Commonwealth flag, like Australia. It's got the flag. Union Jack. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah, they ended up narrowly not going for the new flag. They, I think like 55% of them said to keep the flag. But like, I'm just thinking of the two guys in chemistry coming up with this yeah. idea. They're thinking that his children would be wearing it at the funeral. It, it's sort of that. I still want to think about that amazes me, you know, mm. uh, impact that their idea has, you know. And it just, the, the ad is just very respectful, you know, mm. it's, it, it's it's not trying to overdo it. It, it As you said, it, you know, it, it doesn't need words to explain what it is. And it's just, uh, what I what I love is, is, is the fact that something so simple, literally black and white, but just very cleverly done, mm can be so powerful you don't need a certain imagery or photography or something or, or too many too many too much copy or anything like that to get that across it just well thought I, out yeah i'd have to say fair play to the irish examiner as well because although you do wrap ads around papers for retailers or bookies i've rarely seen an ad used in this way where look we, you have some great front page stories with with, with um with like a nice picture and a blurb at the top but this is very much they placed an ad on the front of the paper it was mm-hmm. just the mass head was above it and uh I think it's fair play to them to, to go down that route as well. Um, and yeah, it's, it was it was sort of perfect. I think they won they won an ICAD um, Gold Bell Award, I think they call it, which is like given above and beyond their standard awards mm-hmm. they ever gave, you know what I mean? And well-deserved by the yeah, lads. Well-deserved, yeah. Yeah, no, that's a lovely piece. Really powerful. Yeah, great, great selection. And uh, as you as said at the top of this episode, a bit sh- uh, shivers uh, mm-hmm. when you, when you, when you kind of look at them. So... I think it'd be it'd be nice to finish out on on a on a little bit of a high. So what 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 do you have as our as our last ad there for us, Carol? Yeah, I've gone for um, an ad that means a lot to me. It's definitely the happy one, and I hadn't thought of this ad in about thirty years. But when I got this challenge at research ads, it came straight back into my head. Um, so it's for the Milk Marketing Board. It's an ad from 1989 called Accrington Stanley. Who are they? And it was made by uh, Alan Brady Marsh, and. Uh, yeah have a look and then uh, i'll discuss its emotional meaning to me let's have a watch brilliant got any lemonade if you want 
Milk! Ugh! 20 in rush drinks. In rush? Yeah, and he said if I didn't drink lots of milk, when I grow up, I'm gonna be good enough to play for Accrington Stanley. Accrington Stanley? Who are they? Exactly. Now, get off. Give me some. Get off. What characters? I love it. Yeah. No, it's lovely. I, yeah. That's, that's a great piece. That's, I, yeah. Go on, Carl. You, t- you talk about it there. Yeah. Yeah. Look, from a personal point of view, it's funny because um, I know the ad, I said the Olympics ad, the PG one was one of them where you'd think it's totally for you, but it's really for everybody, which is a great trick of advertising. This one to me, for the time it was, was literally for 10 year old boys who are obsessed with football, yeah. as I was. And, um, you know, I even have a prop to market here to say that, like, you know, I'm still very much. Uh, <laughs> you don't want to play with Atkinson Stanley. <laughs> from, from that ad, honestly, in it from a commercial sense of what an ad's meant to do in terms of uh, get brand loyalty and make you buy the product. I've been <laughs> I've been on points of milk ever since. And it was nearly and literally that was the ad. That was the moment. And I know yeah. although it was a British marketing or milk board and um, it definitely worked on me. And it's like and it wasn't so much. Liverpool were like Real Madrid and Barcelona and the Liverpool now were all rolled into one back then. They were unbelievable. And I didn't spoil Liverpool, but it was nearly the threat of uh, if you don't drink milk, you'll play for Acton Stanley as opposed to any thoughts of playing for Liverpool. And just the effect um, that ad had on me, it's, it, I also love the filming of it. I feel it's like, I felt like the third mate in it, you know? Yeah. They're talking to each other, but I feel like the angle they've used, you're just there. And it reminds me of when we just used to walk into each other's houses and raid the fridge, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, yeah, just looking at the time, it really had an impact on me in terms of drinking milk. Uh, and now it's just lovely to look back. And I, I put it on a couple of WhatsApp groups. I literally wrote Accrington Stanley and like the, the, the groups lit up with who are they exactly, but like everyone triggered it straight away. You know? Yeah, I, I, I know this ad from Soccer AM. Because right. any time they do their non-league or League Three call out, because you know they, they used to talk about yeah. every bit of football in England, and any time they'd say Atkinson Stanley, the whole studio, including yeah. cameramen and everything, would scream, "Who are they?" And I remember for a bit young for the original, you actually have to be forty plus, I'd say, to like to notice that originally. So I yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it was, but then I subsequently was like, "What the fuck does that mean?" And googled it, and a couple of years ago, and then found the ad, and I was like. This is such a good ad, and it's crazy that it had that huge an impact. You know what I mean? Um, for mm-hmm. me as well, I think it's amazing. From a, you reference the production, it's a single shot. Mm. Mm. There's no cut. There's apart from the milk at the end, which not really part of it. But like it, it is a single stationary shot. That's it. <laughs> like, like there's no showing the other kid. There's no nothing, and I just love that because as you said it's like you're the third mate it's mm. you're, you're focused on the person talking you're not like looking at the other kid's reaction because yeah. everything's about well, what's he saying he's drinking the milk oh god i don't want to play with acting stanley fuck it give me the drink yeah, yeah, yeah. like he, he's a great uh, he's a great little actor he well, he's, he's gone on to big things i looked him up carl rice he was in shameless and holby city and brookside so he's made it he made a career out of it he got 90 pounds and no follow-up fees for, for doing the ad. And Accrington Stanley got £10,000 sterling. Spurs were the original team they were going to use, and Spurs wouldn't let them. Go away. So, yeah, and I think Accrington Stanley, I know you had um, Stevenage in your recent episode yeah. um, uh, with the experiential ads, um, and you, you wondered, did it have a good effect? 
that effect on these teams. From what I've read up, Accrington Stanley have used it as a positive sort of a, you know, for people to know their brand or their team, you know what I mean? And you kind of, so, you have to lean into something like that, especially when it becomes a cultural piece. If you're trying to go against it, then you're, you're pushing yeah. water up a hill. Like from a, from an original non-league club, like there's three guys in Dublin in 2021 talking about them. Whereas yeah. we, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. the, like they can't hurt their brand. It would be a funny jersey to have. So like it can't. There's got to be a bunch of people who just end up with Akron Stanley jerseys just to have it in their collection. Do you a know great what I mean? bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. I was thinking about how how did they pick the name of the team, and I think it has to go. They must have thought about what works best with the Scouse accent with mm. the Akron Stanley because yeah. it wouldn't work the yeah. same with Oval Town or whoever else. You know what I mean? So I can picture them going through the names with this kid, and because his accent is what really makes it. You know. And yeah. you wonder, you wonder if when they were going to do Spurs. Would yeah. the kids say who are they to Spurs or did they change that? Was it going to be more because obviously Spurs would have been a bigger team. Yeah. Was the kid going to go, oh, he'd say I could play with Tottenham Hotspur. And then the, the other kid would be like, oh, and then they decided, OK, Tottenham won't let us do it, but we need to find something that fits. What if you name a shit club that the kid hasn't heard of? So you'd love yeah. to know if this is so famous because Tottenham said no and they changed. They the have whole... to, wouldn't they? They have to. Have. You couldn't yeah. say who are they to Tottenham. Yeah, and that I mean? makes the ask. That is the ask yeah. to who are they. So it's a, a, yeah. Now you're right. I love it. I yeah. love it. It's such a it's such a good piece. It just I just every time I see it, I just think of Soccer M. It's, it was every weekend on Soccer M. <laughs> and the, but uh, it's class. The that's a that's a funny ad after following from kind of two more emotional ads. And and Carl, this this is a debate that Shane and I often have, and we've had it on the podcast a good bit as well. And it particularly rears its head around Christmas time. Uh, that. Mm-hmm emotion and your theme of emotion seems to be one one emotion has been driving a vast majority of christmas ads uh you know that kind of sad uh nostalgic uh kind of almost a sad but lost type of type of uh emotive um pull john lewis is the ones who championed that years ago and kind of the whole industry across Across various countries and industry and, and and categories have jumped on board that what's your thoughts is it is it is it still the way to go is it overdone or where, where do you see emotion should it be across the board across the, the range of emotions or, or is is sad emotion the, the best one to go for yeah look john lewis um as you said they, they're sort of the the the, the the main drivers of this. I think it just has to be done right. I know it's a very simple answer. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a tricky one. There's been a couple of ads, but there one recently for Bank of Ireland with an older lady moving house, maybe that got a bit of criticism. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, you have to do it correctly because these days you'll have keyboard warriors out if they pick up on sort of anything that could mm-hmm. be seen to be inappropriate or whatever, which is fair enough. Um, yeah, when, when done correctly, as you know, I I'd enjoy an emotional ad. When done correctly, um, yeah, they're, they're, they're brilliant, but perhaps if it's Christmas, you should be looking at doing something to stand. If you're going to stand out, you'd, you'd nearly be avoiding that, do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, but yeah, look, I, any, well, you're looking at an ad that you might want to share on a group. That's the ultimate, you know, yeah. and quite often if it's emotional or really funny, that's what you're going to do, you know what I mean? Like, I think what happens, my opinion would be, I think the it's, we're going to go less and less away from emotion at the minute, just given the amount of comedy content happening online and things go in swings. They're usually 10 year swings from a, from a creative point of view, like the John Lewis's stuff was great. People started copying them. And I think what you can see is people are sitting in a boardroom and they're trying to describe their ad and they reference John Lewis in the pitch. 
this is the Irish John Lewis ad. And you can see that just, for example, so if you're if someone's referencing some other piece of work to sell their work in the Irish market, I think that's when you're not necessarily onto a winner. It's the same if you're like pitching a TV show script. It's like if you're just referencing something and you can see that when it when it's produced then. Whereas I think there's different, as you said, when you do it right, it stands on its own two feet. You don't need to say, oh, this is this ad but for here you know what i mean this is a piece of emotion we want to get across and this is how we think you should sell say it do you know what i mean um and i think people are getting emotion became this kind of big thing that it was like oh yeah it works it works it works and then too many people do it and then it stops working you get criticism people are doing it because they think they should as opposed to it being the creative driving force it's just it's an easier sell um and it's also i think we've talked about this before it's it's harder to make people laugh than it is to make them cry i think you know what i mean you can tell a sad story and people will feel for you but trying to make someone laugh is is especially in a very short period of time with a brand attached is difficult and i think we're hopefully going to see just even i'm not saying get rid of all emotional ads at all i'm just saying let's diversify you know what i mean let's be a bit more funny here and there you know what i mean let's not just go to the safe Oh yeah, pull at the heartstrings. It's like, you know, make them laugh. Do something else. <laughs> that's I don't know. That's kind of we talk about this quite a lot because yeah, it'd be interesting. It'd be interesting to see what happens then leading up to this Christmas because we are in that that time where a lot of these mm-hmm. plans are not just being briefed but actually in motion and and a lot of the big brands work on to start working on Christmas in January and that's that's no joke. But like yeah. with a year of such flux across uh, most countries you know it'll be interesting to see uh, now we're coming out of lockdown if that's going to stay um and how we go into the winter will that momentum carry through to the advertising uh, or is it all done too much in advance so it's it's kind of safe and ambiguous. i think they need to measure the mood of the people for this christmas in terms of if i was you guys would know more about this in terms of creating ads and stuff but um i'd, I'd, I'd stick to the sort of freedom the theme of freedom uh, mm-hmm. and maybe using humor where you can because we, we've all we're probably all uh emotionally drained from our own <laughs> pandemic experiences so yeah. i'd say if possible this christmas if i was if i was involved i'd be saying let's let's keep pushing the the, the freedom button and what we can do again sort mm-hmm. of uh, ads and there's a whole world you could play around with there yeah. filming wise i'm sure you know completely and it's like that wrigley's ad that we talked about yeah. with fee like like there was no that was its own thing no one stood mm. in a boardroom and described some other ad and said this is the ad we're gonna you know what i mean that was class yeah. because class. it was funny but we all i i don't know i had a reaction to it mm. you know what i mean i i i felt like i got it it was it was funny but at the same time it hit do you know what i mean there was like this honesty in it and you'd yeah. love to see just more of that because we've all as you rightly said had dealt with so much of an emotional roller coaster over the last 16 months i'd love a bit of crack do you know what yeah. i mean i'd love a little bit of and it's not even like crazy funny like crazy out there laughter just something bit of a bit lighter you know what yeah. i mean just something a bit more chill stand out from the crowd a bit but just honest because we all like i think a lot of people have gotten very cynical over the last 16 months because they've had nothing but time to to watch and read and consume and all this and i think we want something a bit fluffier i don't know that's a bit mm. of escapism would yeah, do go sure. a long way brilliant well that's uh that's brought us uh, right out of time uh straight away so carl they were some uh, amazing ads yeah. um is there any parting words you'd like to give us before we wrap up 
this year? No, I was, I'm going back to your comment on the Dublin flag, and I, I think I'll publicly say if Mayo when if Mayo win the All Ireland, I'll paint this kitchen uh, red and green. Right, right. This, this is being recorded. It's on the record here now, so I'm not I'm not going buying the paint anytime soon. I'm not feeling it. I I will buy you the paint, Carl, uh, and the brushes. Just send us your address after this, and I will. Aaron will come and do it. <laughs> that'll be another episode i'll show up on another episode painting red and green that'll be in 2054 or something you know so uh, if even that. if he will after offley's big win you never know <laughs> it's been a, it's been a weird few years lads you never know what's gonna happen yeah. you never know what's gonna happen uh brilliant well i look forward to seeing your red and green kitchen carl in a few months time uh, and thanks again for for coming on uh, the podcast. If you're listening to, to this and want to see any of the ads, uh, you can log on to workwithfo.ie forward slash podcast and you can see all the lovely pieces of Motive Creative there uh, that Cara brought us through. Um, and until then, see you next week. And thanks very much, Carl. Great to see you. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having us. Great. Thanks so much. See you. Bye. Bye-bye, guys.